Sure. I don't know. Let's go. Okay. So Jim Curtin is going to need to be like he he's always improved this year, every year, but uh Jesus. <laughs> You're killing my, me, man. my wife just texted me stop arguing with Luke <laughs> <laughs> she can hear us um, uh, we're falling apart um, so, so yeah Curran has, has been improving every year but he's still, like, he's still Union goal scored by AJ and Luke It's the Doopy Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ, joined by my co-host and brother. I am Luke. Uh, we're here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It is February 18th, um, and it's episode 50. Episode 50. Big 50. Man, we got something to talk about today. <laughs> we, we, so we're, we're recording on Tuesday instead of a Monday because there was big news supposed to drop today. And uh, we were just kind of saying how... It kind of wasn't as exciting as we were kind of hoping. Yeah, I, I think actually the biggest factor that we didn't type up is uh, the fact that it was leaked yeah, by, by, by by Union Hulk. Hulk, Hulky, and we know you listen, so shout out to you. Uh, well done for leaking that Subaru was going to be our new stadium name. Yeah, that's I, mom drives a Subaru. <laughs> that's true she does uh, so that, there you go yeah. what, what do you think about this uh... Uh, it's it's easier just a more memorable name it's not like Talent Energy Stadium like what is Talent Energy right. Super, you know what it is it's, mm-hmm. it's an easier um, I don't know easier name it's, it's cool it's cool I guess it's, it's still just a stadium a stadium name it's not like it's a DP signing or anything but it's, it's fun yeah, I'd say it passes my wife test. As in, when I say Subaru, she knows what Subaru is. Yeah, that's good. Talon and PPL, she didn't know. Yeah, but, you know. PPL Park still sounds the best as yeah. like a name. Mm-hmm. That's that just it's like simple, but Subaru sounds good. Subaru Park, um, reliable cars, uh, good commercials. They lived. That was always my favorite commercial. So um, if you know what I'm talking about, they're there. Seem like a good company. Uh, yep. Tim McDermott put out a series of tweets. He really talked about the value that they bring in, um, their whole kind of personality of the company being community driven, all about love, those types of deals that are in line with what the union family are all are all about. Um, so what are you gonna call it? Um, are you just gonna be like a, a total jabroni and say Subaru Park? Maybe. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> I- the, the Subi might might become a thing. I feel like that's what people call Subarus. I had a friend who had a Subaru. That's what he called his. Okay. So the, the Subi Park or su- just like Subi. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. something like that will catch on. It's whatever people start calling it. And then I'll just like fall in line. I'm not going to try to start that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a like, follower. Yeah. Yep, for sure. But one note, just be, like what you're saying about Tim McDermott and like mm-hmm. what he said about this partnership, it just made it seem like this is like kind of more of a long-term deal, more like mm-hmm. in-depth partnership than PPL or Talon were. Because, like, with all, like, the off-field stuff that they're doing, like, the, the garden, the, like, youth soccer uh, support, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff that Subaru and Union are doing together, I feel like that makes this a more valuable partnership than just, like, a name. Yeah, it's not just a sign that's going up on a stadium. Yeah, but um, it means, like, maybe this name's going to stick around longer than the, the other ones, so hopefully it's Subaru for the long term. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, you would put in this question... So what are your thoughts? Does the stadium improvements that are coming in um, 
and a new name and all this like involvement with the community, does that mean no plans to move downtown anytime soon? Not that we really thought there were plans, but yeah, I mean, it seems like they're they're pretty. This is just another uh, example of them be showing their committed commitment to Chester. I mean, there's still the whole like they bought all the land around it. They have this whole like master plan. They're gonna they're working with uh, architects and other groups to to figure out. But this is just a, another step to show like they're still committed to Chester. I mean, they I know like a, a, a downtown stadium would be fun, but like they're there they're they're trying to make this partnership work and trying to give back to the community as much as they can and help that that a struggling area that they're that became their home so i don't know i i, I do like all that i don't i mean maybe like the stadium curtains aren't like that extensive like this the new screen sounds pretty cool but it's not like it's like a whole new side of the stadium that they build up more stands and all that but i don't know it it, it seems like a positive yeah, so a big thing that, that's been uh, shown on Twitter a bunch is the new screen. It's like, I think Tim said, 300 times larger than... 300 or, times? Not 300 <laughs> times. 300%. 300%. 300%. Uh, any of my math students hear me say it's that? It's the size of Pennsylvania. <laughs> it is the size of Pennsylvania. Um, so it's 300% bigger than the last screen. H, what is it? HDR? Is that what I yeah. saw? So well, it's, it's, just, it's clear, I guess. Okay. Yeah. High definition uh -huh. resolution, maybe? That's High dynamic range, I think that means. Ah, man, I was pretty sure I was right. Yeah. I guess I don't know much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be cool. I'm excited to see that. But there's no screen on the other side of the stadium, still, yeah. correct? And I know some fans who sit under the, the um, stadium club and the Ring of Honor are they kind can of never out see of the screen. Can't Maybe see replays, yeah. can't see um, the pregame video, those kinds of things. So they, they are missing out on a bit of the game day experience. Yeah, especially now with. Uh, like VAR, mm -hmm. like I feel like that's a fact. Like they, if they sh if they show the replays on the screen, that like fans can understand what's happening, what's getting looked at. So it is kind of a bummer for those fans. I, I thought maybe this would be the, a good time to add another screen on somewhere on the other side of the stadium. It doesn't the VAR ref go to that side too? I think he goes to either side. I either side. One on either side. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking he went away from the Sons of Ben side because that would be oh. pretty rough to try to do VAR in front of those oh, guys. Yeah, maybe you're right. I thought I saw it on, on either side. Maybe I'm mm -hmm. misremembering, though. Anyway, so just thinking the ref could just hold the computer around so everybody can see what he's looking <laughs> at. Yeah. Might solve that problem. Um, so you said uh, some other improvements around the stadium. There's lead ribbons around the stadium. <laughs> LED ribbons. LED ribbons. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what that means. Like They just kind of mentioned that. But I feel like that's going to be something like... When like we score a goal, they're gonna have like more like light up things go around the mm -hmm. stadium. I think that, if that's what that is, that could be cool. Like mm -hmm. a little like addition, um, just like screens in the concourse. Uh, I think they had like couple, they bought a couple more parking lots around the area. Oh right, mm -hmm. that um are now like union owned. So it's all just like kind of minor stuff, but you know definitely improvements. Um, I think the lots are still gonna be not all paved, so it'd be great to have a Subaru for those situations. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. Um, Don Garber was at this announcement. Do you know why? No. It seemed... I I, I thought it was going to be like Subaru was like an MLS partnership. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Or but, sleeve sponsors. Like, we're going to be the first ones to have a sleeve sponsor in the league. But there's others with already sleeve sponsors. Well, there's others with sleeve sponsors. <laughs> so, that wouldn't be it. I guess he was just in town. <laughs> just hanging out. He's getting a cheesesteak. Yeah, I'll, I'll come down. I mean, if he's in New York, it's like... Not yeah. a far drive. Maybe he just like it's good. Good face exposure for him. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, maybe he hasn't been in Philly. He talked to those people in a while, so you know. Yeah, a good thing to do. Um, 
Yeah, so shout out to Tim McDermott, Jay Sugarman, those guys. Um, There's some good quotes that came out today from Jay Sugarman. Um, just some quotes about how it has been an evolving process with building up the team and it hasn't been a, it will, let's see, he didn't want to sink a bunch of money into a program that was not ready to have money sunk into right away. Like he didn't want to go out and build uh, a foundation. He wanted to build them. Yeah. He didn't want to just hop on the hot ticket item and like spend a bunch of money on this hot thing without having what needed to be in place first. So with the help of Ernie Stewart and now Ernst, they built that foundation behind it all. And he's, he kind of alluded to being willing to spend a little more money. And he did this off season. We're still short a third DP. Yeah. Um, yeah. We still maybe haven't, I don't think we've spent as much as like last season. I think I saw okay. like, we're still like below, but we, we started with such, at such a, such a better base that like, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're, we're at a good spot, mm-hmm. but it, it it's it's a good. It was a good quote. I, everyone really agreed. I think like can you agree know with that. It's like we're in a good spot, right? And that's kind of it, it's it's one of the first times when like Sherman said something. Everyone's like, yeah, no, we we agree with our our cheap owner. Yeah, let me just read a little bit of it, um, just since we've been talking about the quote. Uh, From Jay Sugarman, he says, It's been an evolution. We're willing to commit money behind things we know will work. We're not so quick to spend money just uh, to just grab the latest fashion. So I think what you've seen over the last couple of years is this belief that if we build the right foundation, then if we brought in talent, those players would want to play for us. Um, And so then he goes on and talks about facilities, coaches, uh, some sports science, sports psychology, which is cool. Um, just kind of building Philadelphia into a club that players want to come to yeah. and be a part of. And that, that quote was gotten by uh, Matt DeGeorge. So shout out to him for putting the work with the boss there. Um, and, and I don't think it's something where you really can disagree with him, uh, what Jay Sugarman was saying. But then again, you look at some other new teams, LAFC, Atlanta, and they kind of sprung up and... They got that foundation really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess it all depends on uh, where you're building and with what money and all. But yeah, um, that, that it was a kind of a cool quote, and I appreciated hearing that from the boss. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, not, not much else came out of that. Yeah, today yeah, a little underwhelming, a little underwhelming overall. It's, a, it's a, kind of a slow union news moment. Yeah, but that's not all for the Doopy Brothers. Don't worry, we found yeah. some other stuff to talk about. Oh no, we're not done. We're not done. Okay, you're stuck in the basement in the basement recording <laughs> studio we updated the fridge we put up a bunch of stuff on there yeah it looks great you did a great job yeah so that's some uh, visual content for our uh, audio <laughs> platform um some mls teams are playing tonight yeah actually MLS, which is cool it's kind of mls is kind of back we're back kind of champions league some teams yeah so atlanta and lafc play the first um the first two games tonight in their their respective matches I don't know. I'm excited. Should, should, yeah, so I was going to ask, should Union fans care? I, I mean, I don't know if, like, for Union reasons they should care, but it's just, for being MLS fans, mm-hmm. like, it's exciting to see these games. Uh, it's it's Champions League is one that we're always trying to win. We never have, and, like, maybe this is year, maybe not. But it's just, I don't know, it's fun. I'm just excited to see MLS teams play again. I miss it so much. This is, like, the first little taste we get, and I'm, uh, I'm pumped. Yeah, definitely. Another little taste you got was last week. And when I say little taste, I mean little taste. Union had two scrimmages, two preseason games, both non-streamed. Uh, we lost to Cincinnati 1-0. Nothing really came out of that. Um, 
I think did we see a lineup even? I think we saw a lineup, and it was right. it was pretty much our starters. Um, and then the Miami, we saw I think a total of two highlights hey, from look. the Union. Yeah, uh, both of our goals. Um, sweet goals. Yeah, both both are sweet goals, and so that's exciting. Well, but Orvitz with the banger, so that's fun. Yeah, that was that was nice to see. Um, they have a scrimmage but, tomorrow that probably won't get streamed again. And that's against Dallas, who is their first week opponent, so that's interesting. Oh, that, wow, that's so already here. It makes me feel like that's like the least likely to be streamed. Right, right. But I don't know, but day by day, we're getting closer. Getting closer. Yeah, it was just kind of disappointing, the coverage of the, the at least the Miami scrimmage. I mean, I wanted to at least hear what was going on. Um, our friend Renee, he was all over it. He was kind of tweeting out more than, I mean, he tweeted out a lot more than the union, and just the team itself was not putting out any information. I think they put out like one graphic of the starting lineup, and then very few minute-to-minute updates. Um, so you're kind of stuck. If you were trying to pay attention to that scrimmage, you're kind of like fishing around some Miami coverage people. Uh, but yeah, I, I was I was definitely disappointed that the Union didn't be a little more on top of that to give fans a little more of a taste of... Yeah, I think it just comes down to the social media people weren't down in Florida. That's they true. didn't get to go, so then that there's no one there to really cover it. So it's disappointing, but... You know, in a couple of weeks we won't really care because then real games will be here and we'll get to, you I'll, know, focus all on put all our energy into that. So I'll probably still care. I'll probably <laughs> so wear wear my T-shirt to the game that says "Where were my preseason scrimmages?" <laughs> <laughs> Twitter updates for preseason scrimmages. <laughs> um, MLSsoccer.com put out their 2020 season preview for all the teams. Um, we're not going to go through any teams except for the Union. So. That's good. Uh, I mean, it's all kind of the basic stuff that everyone kind of has said. The team had the best season last year. They know you all know who we lost, who we've brought in. Um, Predictions are kind of all over the place. Yeah, we are predicted as high as second in the East, all the way down to seventh in the East. Yeah, which all are in seventh place makes the playoffs too. So everyone who made a predictions Ben Bear, Balboa, Carr, Davies, Doyle, Christian Jack, and Frederick Lord. All of them believe the Union will be in the playoffs, which is a good sign. Yeah, but like ever so many teams make the playoffs, so it's not like it's that big of a feat. Um I don't know, yeah, it's, it's not like a too big a takeaway from these things, but it's good to see that we're getting some sort of decent recognition from uh, a national review. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's something. Another uh, interesting yeah. uh, note from about the Union, uh, J.H.I. played FIFA again. Oh, he played FIFA again. I think he, this is the first time he played since the last time he played. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> His goal difference is what, like now, like one, negative 100 and something? It's something. It's not good. Uh, he uh, hasn't won a game. No. No. But he's, he's having fun. He's having I hope, fun. I hope he's having fun. So. And, uh... I guess I'm still kind of look, hearing about it, so yeah. I guess it's still helping the union a little with that EMLS stuff. But honestly, with how poor he's doing, I don't know how much more they should they would allow him to play. Yeah, like I, I like it was a great um, initial publicity stunt type yeah. thing at the beginning, but then when your guy is going 0 and 24 and giving up hundreds of goals and. I, I don't know. It doesn't really make you want to kind of tune in other than to see, okay, okay, he hasn't won yet. Okay, he hasn't scored more than like three goals in a game. Okay. So do you think we're going to see a J.J. win or a Ray Gattis goal 
this year? Or what do you think we'll see we'll see first? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think Ray is closer to scoring <laughs> than Jay Ajayi is to winning a FIFA game. No, that's probably not it. I don't know, man. I don't. I Jay Ajayi don't. has had plenty of opportunities already. Yeah. So has Ray. <laughs> that's true. So has Ray. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good... Yeah, that's good. If you want to... You want to let us know what you think. Jay Ajayi win or a Ray Gattis goal? Let us know. That's a that's a good bet there. Um, so that's about it for the first half of the episode. We're going to take a break after the second, or in the second section, we're going to talk about who me and Luke think are going to be the most valuable players for the union. We're going to argue a little bit about our top five most valuable players for the union. We'll get into some other soccer discussions. We'll talk about... Um, some personal stuff between the Doopy brothers. Uh, that's some work we've done. So, um, yeah, let's take a break and we'll come back after this. Hey guys, Doopy brothers back here for the second half of the episode. Uh, we'll go a little bit longer in the second half. We got a little more we're going to get into, but we covered all that kind of basic um, short stuff in the front front end. So, me and Luke, we're going to have a little discussion here, a little ranking. Everybody loves rankings. We're going to talk about the union going into the 2020 season. Who are their folks? Who are the five players who are most important or most crucial to the union having a successful year? Okay, so Luke's got a list. I have a list. We're going to argue a little bit. Um, and we'll still be brothers afterwards. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Do you want to start? Do you want to start at five? Do you want to start at one? Well, let's start at one because we both have the same number one. Um, I think most people would agree that this guy has to be one based on the uh, expectations, his new contract, what the union are putting into him. And, of course, that's got to be your number 10. Jamiro Montero. Jamiro Montero. So, obviously, we spent a lot of money to get him. We gave him the number 10 jersey. Uh, Shout out to all those people who just bought 35 Montero jerseys from last year. It's retro. It's retro. Oh, I got to tell a Jersey story after uh, uh, later in the episode. Okay. I got a good one. Um, but yeah, so he's going to be in the middle of the park. He's going to be involved in a lot. He, he's going to cover some ground defensively, but we're going to use him, need him a lot to be uh, volume in getting the ball on him a lot. I mean, you see what kind of talent he has and also... That's why I had him as number one. Luke, anything to add as number yeah. one? I mean, yeah, like he's he's wearing that number 10 shirt. That doesn't mean he's necessarily going to play the number 10 the whole time, but he's going to be going in and out, in and out of that position. He's just a crucial uh, piece of this this kind of fluctuating midfield that, we're, that we've developed. Like it's really going to be revolving around him and his production. He's going to have to be like relentless on the press, offensively and defensively. He's going to be really the link between Everyone. Both sides of the ball I and, to, and everyone. Yeah, he's gonna, right and, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna have to cover a lot of ground. Which he, which he does. That's when he's at his best. He covers a lot of ground and is uh, and is as as um, effective and uh, involved as possible. So that's it. Has to be him. Yeah. Yeah, and I like what you said. He was wearing the number ten, but that's not necessarily where he will play. But it's also like that. That that jersey's kind of like that's just the most important player, right? It, yeah. In our in our case, it's not just he's playing a position. He's just like. The biggest play, the biggest player gets that. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Pele, Maradona. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't Roland Alberg wear it once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, no doubt that he, he's got to be your number one uh, most important player for the union yeah. this year to find a su- success. Here, and then the rest of the list, we kind of go 
go different ways on. So yeah. uh, number two, we both have a guy that starts last name starts with a B, first name starts with an A, but they're two different guys on the field. Right. I've got Andre Blake. You've got Ali Bedoya. I'll go with mine first. So I say Blake has to have a successful year. Um, last year we gave up way too many goals. Uh, there have been pieces who have been brought in to kind of hopefully help that in front of him. But self-admitted, he knows he didn't have his best year. Um, I think he just needs to step it up. I've also gone on record saying I don't know if he will be our starting keeper by the end of the yeah, year. That's still a pretty hot take. But it, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was going to say I'm a hot dude. I'll do that. <laughs> I got my sexy season shirt on right now. I got a Doopy Brothers hat on. Oh yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling hot. Um, but I think, I think for the Union to have a successful season, I do think he is going to be a vital part to um, just keep the continuity between uh, between the post and the back. Um, he's familiar with the defenders in front of him, and I, I think he needs to have a good year for us to be as successful. I think if he does fall out of favor and freeze does take over yeah I, I do have faith in freeze but i think there will be an adjustment period and he's a young dude so there will be some mistakes that we'll have to go with growing pains as they say but if we want to be finishing the top two to three teams in uh the east i think blake will have to be a big part cool go ahead talk about ali bedoya okay yeah so I think Bedoya is going to be a crucial part. I know I know we just talked about Montero being a big part of the midfield, but I think with this midfield being so uh, so much less defined this year, going going into this year, I think there's going to be a lot more moving pieces, moving positions. Bedoya is going to have to be just that rock. Like Montero is going to cover a bunch of ground, link a lot of uh, positions, but Bedoya is just going to be that veteran leadership that's going to have to carry this team when we need him the most. And well, that's what we saw last year. I think he's going to have to do the same thing this year to really get this team to where they need to be. And that's why I think he's just he's just an important player for not just his skills but his leadership ability and I think that well, that's what uh maybe put him up there. Yeah, I, I have Bedoya at five on my list. Um, just kind of thinking the output that we get from his position. Such he he is such a kind of behind the scenes guy who does a lot of the dirty work between um, the 18s. Um, I was just thinking of kind of guys who we need more of a output from. And he's not necessarily like, like he could have a mediocre season and we might still be all right if we get other guys to perform but at a higher level. To argue against that, last year, some of the biggest goals and biggest moments came from him. Fair. And like he always just stepped up when this team needed, needed him the most. And I feel like that's just shows how important he is, at, like in production wise, like he, he scored some, like obviously Fabian's goal is the, the goal of the season, but... He scored the goal that got us back into that game. He scored a goal that got us into San Jose game. DC, like there was the big Dallas, moments yeah, he showed up. Yeah, yep. So. No, I, I, I completely agree. But I'm with the other guys I have on my list, I think if they can have successful, more successful years than last year, then Bedoya won't have to be that guy who's okay. stepping in um, to score those important goals. So that's why I had him lower because I've got other guys ahead of him who I think we're going to get more of an offensive output. And so he will kind of fall more, in my mind, more of a defensive glue guy who no doubt we're going to need to have a solid season and play real productive soccer. But um, I think I think the, on the stat sheet, we won't see him as much as we did last year because he won't need to as much okay. step up like that. So to lead that, you can lead that into your, your number three. All right, so my number three is Sergio Santos. Um, I think 
from the striker position last year. Uh, we, we thought he was going to have a good year um, all over brotherly game and their bold predictions. People are saying he was going to get like 15 to 20 goals. What did he end up with? Four? Something like that. Some, I don't think he – I think he only needed one hand to count him on. Um, and so this year I think he's going to be a bigger part of the offense. I think he's going to be healthier. I think he's – I think we need him to – really step up and take over the scoring. I know Casper was our top goal scorer last year. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case again this year. I think Santos is going to have a bigger year than Casper. Um, I mean, Casper should get his fair share of opportunities, but I think I think Santos is going to be the guy who's going to be uh, running amok all over opposing defenses and making them nervous. I think if he has a good season, gets us 15 goals, uh, plus Casper filling in. I don't know. I could see Casper getting like eight, nine goals. I, I think we'll we'll be successful. So I think so. My, right now, my list is Montero number one, Blake two, Santos three, cool, Bedoya four, and I'll share four. So I mean Bedoya five. I'll share four in a second. Cool. So my number three after Montero and Bedoya is Mark McKenzie. Mm-hmm. I think um, he's gonna have to. Like, like, I don't know, last year we kind of had a high expectation for him. He didn't exactly reach all those um, expectations because of his weird injuries and all that. But he, once he got onto the field, he like locked in his starting position. And I feel like he's going to need to kind of do that again with Jacob Cousins coming in. He's a solid center back, seemingly. So he's going to have to kind of win his position again and lock down a starting spot. Uh, if not, like I feel like they, they could rotate a lot more this year with, with Cousins. But... um. I think just McKenzie's performance is going to dictate so many different factors with whether he gets sold or other guys come in. I think his, and I don't know, we we did give up a lot of goals. So the center backs need to step up. And I think McKenzie is going to have to be the most important um, player to step up because we know Elliott's a very consistent uh, performer. So we need McKenzie to kind of step up and kind of reach that kind of consistency and, and performance ability. Okay, love Mark McKenzie. Here's why I did not put him in my top five. Um, it was because of Glesnes. Mm-hmm. Because if he does not play well, I think we do have a solid guy right behind him who might, I mean, challenge for that starting spot. Like you said, might challenge uh, Jack for a spot. And so between the two center backs, I, I do believe we have three solid guys. Whereas for my list right now, we both have Montero. No one else is bringing what he can bring at this point. Um, like I said with Blake, I think he needs to have a much better season. Freeze is good. And I think he's got uh, potential to be our starter in the future. But if he does come in, I think we'll go through some growing pains. Santos, I don't think anyone can take his place. I don't think we don't really have another speed guy. We got rid of Fafa. Um, no one else has what he has. So that's the only reason I didn't have any of our center backs on my list. Um, no doubt Mackenzie's obviously a super important guy. Yeah. Um, but when I get his jersey, number four Mackenzie jersey, uh, you know it's not going to go well. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why Glesnes get ready. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I, I don't know if I can get anyone on my jersey at this point. <laughs> no, I, I I agree that there's could be flexibility in that position, but I just feel like his his play dictates all of that because mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to have that at least to have that first shot to kind of maybe keep that a consistent parry going into the season with Elliot and McKenzie. So I feel like I feel like he'd be the player to maybe get kicked, you know, sit, sat a, a bit and bring Glesnes in just because Elliot has been such a 
I'll, I'll, a mainstay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll rock in, in the back. So I feel like Mackenzie's another, just a big factor. Another reason, another argument against Mackenzie. I'm not against Mackenzie at all. I love him. I think he's a phenomenal player. <laughs> Why are you look, getting his jersey, man? <laughs> I know. Like, um, but for this particular season, he could be out a lot with uh, national team duty and Olympic mm-hmm. qualifying type stuff. Um, Olympic stuff. So uh, we... <laughs> We will be without him for a while, so that kind of hurts his uh, ranking status in AJ's rankings here. Sure. Too. So, um, good trial number three. Tore it apart. <laughs> I I think his I don't know I think his his status this year is going to be really important to this year. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's what I was trying to say. I, I don't know if I, I definitely didn't word that correctly, but I feel like just his what's going to happen to Mark this year is going to play a big factor in this season yeah yeah um yeah because he'll be off at the national team and we won't have him so you're right you're well, right well then, the, then he the can get sold i don't know this <laughs> no. like how he how he, i don't know okay yeah yeah Wait, no let's, let's keep going let's keep it going okay no sorry sidebar so um let's say mckenzie does get sold though that'd be successful for him though and yeah. that could be very successful for the union as far as making it a successful season like we might you know, have the same level of uh, team success as far as get to the playoffs, maybe win a game and then lose. But if we also have the fact that we took a, uh, a homegrown and sold them over to Europe or something, that, that would be a team success to have that on oh. our on our resume. I know. That's why I put um, them in. But that was my point. So I'm still going <laughs> to slide that into my category that I'm winning this game. Uh, so if you're keeping score, uh, I'm up one nothing. Nice. Uh, whatever (laughs) whatever Uh, so I've only got one left to reveal so I've got Montero Blake Santos Bedoya at number five all that's left is my number four my number four is going to be Aronson Um, so he'll he'll be he'll be playing the eight or the ten again kind of like I said with other guys he uh what he brings I don't know if we have another player who can bring the same kind of stuff I know Fontana could bring similar energy um I mean, you got Montero there, who's got a lot of energy. But I think Aronson, just as a young guy, I think he's going to be crucial because we know he's going to get his shot over and over. He's going to get his time. Um, and I think if between Santos and Aronson, if they can grab a lot more goals, find a lot more goals than they did last year, that's where Bedoya will have a much more relaxed uh, season going forward and will be able to kind of concentrate on the back backside and keep the team organized. Um so, yeah, I think Aronson, for us to have a successful season, I think Aronson is our fourth most important player to have a solid, like, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not asking him to score, like, 12 goals, but maybe five goals, nine assists, five goals, I don't know, 12 assists or something like that. You definitely need a, you need goal production out of that position. That's yeah, just yeah. what you need. Goals assists. No matter how old you are. Assists, whether it's, like, yeah, yeah, like, no, good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no matter how old you are, you could be, what, how old is Aaronson now? 18? It's going to be 19. 19? Going to be 19? Yeah, so, um, yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are, but he's, he's that player who can make stuff happen and can find guys, find space in the box. Um shifty little dude as we i mean i'm just saying stuff we all know <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking all right do you want to go there yeah okay so okay. i need him to be successful individually to have a team successful season go okay. ahead luke you so, got four and five to reveal okay yes yeah, so number four i feel like i i feel like this almost should have been higher um because it's a position that's the biggest um question mark question mark going mm-hmm. to this year and it's uh orbits at the number six um mm-hmm. 
it's obviously a huge hole we have to fill and with with Medina and we've covered all that so I think how Orbitz performs because it seems like he's gonna at least get the chance to be the, the number one um, uh, number in the depth chart at the, at the number six um, I, I think like how he performs is gonna be so crucial to this this team this success because we we did ship a lot of goals last year and it was because our number six didn't perform defensively and apparently we know Orbitz is supposed to be a, a more defensive player. And we expect to see that, but whether or not he can, you know, gel with the the center backs and the midfield well enough, quickly enough to um, be effective on the field is going to be crucial to this team's success. Because we still, I mean, El Brujo is going to be right there too to possibly take a spot, and hopefully, one at least one of those guys can make that position work. But yeah, that's that's the reason I didn't pick anyone from the six because, okay. like, you're right. If I if I could pick the position, I would say the six would be mm-hmm. a huge spot where we need to have. Um, a productive season to be successful as a whole. Yeah. Um, so you pick an Orvitz. My only argument would be, well, yeah, El Brujo, uh, Jose, not Joseph, Jose, don't give an F, uh-huh. Martinez, um, is right there as well. So if Orvitz isn't that great, then we got Martinez who can come in. So that's why I didn't put him on. Right. I just just because I feel like he's going to be the, the guy the to number one. take that spot. Yeah. So that's why I put him there. And it's just such an important spot. The number one, number six. <laughs> but And then another wrinkle of that, there's always been, there's been like the floating uh, idea that we could play a 3-5-2. Mm. I feel like whenever mm. like, if it probably mm, unlikely that will yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's unlikely that will like line up uh start the game in that in that um formation but mm-hmm. i feel like if we have to shift to the three five two he's gonna be the guy to drop back into like the three the three um three center backs and have the wing backs push up and it's probably sub out gas and bring in some guy to play to fill in that role right because because it's not gonna be a start so you would end up shifting Someone from the midfield back, you'd put. Yeah, that's uh, what I just said. Yeah, yeah. So Wagner out, Orvitz so in he, the middle with Mackenzie and uh, Jack in the back. So the three backs, Bedoy on the right, Wagner on the left. You got Montero, Aronson, and drop Gaddis, bring in like a Fontana or something. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just said that. No, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just trying to piece all. You didn't mention all the guys. You were just saying. Yeah, but I mean, you don't need to. But I just want to say, like, I just want to picture it, like, why we're not starting with this right. lineup. But if we're switching to from a four four two, um, how it would work? Yeah, you'd bring Orvitz. So, so he he would have more than maybe one positional value. Yeah, and and how he does it if that. Dude, I'm just trying to help you out in your <laughs> in your pathetic arguments. Okay, but. okay, um, yeah. So like that's that's a big factor. If mm-hmm. if that happens, I feel like he that would be he would be the player to drop back. So it'd be it's an important. Um, wrinkle to have and mm-hmm. if, if we're successful that's going to be big on him and that's not necessarily something that uh martinez has been known to do right because yeah because orvitz is, has played center back so in, his, so, in his career so that's yeah seeing that is more likely so he does bring in a okay yep 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 okay so that's a great great argument uh for it's okay i'll give you a number i'll give you i'll i'll let you have him on your list great all right you got one more guy on your list uh to fill out your your top five yeah so i have a casper um just because we need goals and he's the best finisher we have. I know. Mm-hmm. I know, I also believe that I agree that Sanchez should have a big year and be really, really way more, way more effective than he was last year. But Casper's a finisher, and that's what we always needed on this team. And he's the guy who showed up last year to just finish goals and put goals and put balls in the back of net. And it, it was it's that simple. And he's 
the best at doing it, and we still should mm-hmm. have a lot, a lot of midfield power to like get him the ball, get him that service. So yeah, as long as he's healthy, he's he's going to be able to put those balls away, and that's why I think he's very important to our success. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I I got no arguments other than um. <laughs> If I want to argue with you, I could. I could say you take him out, put Wooten in, and maybe it's a similar type player. But but we haven't seen that. We haven't right. seen him. We don't have. He literally hasn't finished any goals. Right. Yeah. So other than his first touch, but the game that goal did not count. Yeah. Um, yeah. So solid, solid top five. AJ's was Montero, Blake, Santos, Aronson, Bedoya. Luke's was Montero, Bedoya, Mackenzie, Orovitz, Shabelko. Could you get? A Casper jersey? Have you thought about him as oh, a jersey? I, I have last year. Uh, it's just with his injuries, and then like I don't know if his like contract is mm-hmm. super long term. So yeah, that, so that injuries be, thing could be an argument against you having him. But well, that's that's a factor to his success. If, okay. he, if he's oh, not, okay, yeah, yeah. So we need him to stay healthy and be successful for the team to be successful. Well, yeah, I would say like if he's healthy, he's going to be successful. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Okay. So let let's let's move on. Let's well okay, let me add a wrinkle to this. Yeah. What if we went beyond the field? <laughs> yeah, I got your hands on your head like uh here he goes. What if we added um anyone who's not wearing a jersey? Okay, would that change um the importance? So kind of like a guy like a Jim Curtin, a guy like an Ernst Tanner, Chris Albright, <laughs> Jay Sugarman, you you hate me right now. A Jim Curtin. <laughs> a Jim Curtin. <laughs> um what if uh, we included any of them in our rankings as far as we need them in order to have a successful 2020? So, which, like, I mean, so you and me got onto this off air. Like, you were like, well, what about Jay Sugarman? And I kind of said, well, he might be the most important of all people involved in the union organization because he's kind of opened up the press strings, uh, kind of spent some money, allowed money to be spent on certain players to build out the roster. But... I don't know who else, who else would you. So I think let's run. I don't know if I want. Okay, I want to go. I want to go. You talk. You talk. Um, so I I think the only one that could that would be a factor is Kern. Okay. I feel like Tanner, Albright, Sugarman. I don't think they're going to be as much value because I feel like we don't have as much of a, a glaring hole that they're going to need to fill and like make a signing for. No, so. no, no, no. You so you literally just said. The six is the big hole. No, but he we have the players to fill it. I'm saying because, we have the players because of who. How I know, but like the... that's mm-hmm. that's already done. Nothing's done. Nothing's done. The season hasn't begun yet. So going into 2020, who who's the most important? Well, maybe maybe it's Ernst and Sugarman or something because they got those players to fill the biggest hole. Okay, I don't know. All right. Well then. Can I make my current argument then? <laughs> I don't even know where this is going anymore. Uh, whatever you say, I'm going to argue. Okay. I'm going to so, your Skip Bayless to Kurt, the, uh, was it Shannon Sharp? I don't know. Let's go. Okay. So Jim Curtin is going to need to be, like, he, he's always improved this year, every year, but, uh, Jesus. <laughs> You're kidding my, me, man. my wife just texted me stop arguing with Luke <laughs> <laughs> she can hear us um, uh, we're falling apart um, so, so yeah Curran has been improving every year but he's still like he still has another wrinkle he needs to add to his game and that's the the flexibility and on the the guys he puts out every week I feel like this this team has the ability to have uh, way more interchangeable parts with Glesnes and our midfield Brujo DeVries Fontana these guys that we like we think we could have um 
a lot of impact on on the on the field. And I feel like if Curran's able to find a good balance in bringing these guys in and not just as a super sub or open cup games to bring these guys in important games, uh, I feel like that would just help so much and help to keep these guys fresh and mm-hmm. keep the opponents on their toes. And I feel like that's going to be a big factor this year that I hope Curran brings to his coaching abilities, which I think he can. He just he always mm-hmm. you know increases, but I feel like something we haven't haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah, cool. Good, yeah, good talk, good talk. <laughs> I was gonna give you a shout out at the end of this episode about your fun little article, but I don't even know if I want to do that anymore. Nah, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> don't worry. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, you know, I think I mean yeah, Curtin's gonna be important, but his importance is based off of the fact that uh, Ernst Tanner allows him to be flexible, and it's not like set from top to bottom. We're all playing this four two three one. No one gets a choice. Like he's got that freedom to do that. So. I'm gonna say Ernst is more important than Jim Curtin, and I win. Okay. And that's because Jay Sugarman brought him in. Boom, double win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. um, so AJ wrote a stupid. Let's our next part is AJ, <laughs> AJ wrote a stupid article on Brother the Game about Valentine's. And uh, uh, just because I'm in a romantic relationship with my wife, <laughs> and you needed help. Um, on Valentine's with your girlfriend, you're like, oh, I didn't get her anything. I said, Luke, I got you, man. I got you. Uh, so yeah, AJ did some photoshopping on his phone and uh, made some uh, Valentines. I, you know, so usually most kid, most people learn really fast when they're young, but it turns out you can learn fast as an adult. Like I've learned really fast how to do Photoshop, and it's very easy. So not only did I Photoshop some amazing Valentines, but uh, I'm gonna take Luke's job because <laughs> that's all he does. Hey, I, I'm not worried. I think I'm okay. <laughs> uh, here's a story for you. So, um, my, I, I ordered a jersey on eBay, and it wasn't supposed to come till tomorrow. So I, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I didn't tell my wife; she didn't know. I mean, in passing, I kind of mentioned it to her, but she wasn't listening, so I was in the clear. Um, on, I'm just gonna cut this from a little bit. Just keep <laughs> going. I just know it's not gonna right. make it. On Saturday, she walked into the door holding a package. She's like, "What is this for you?" And I was like, "Oh, I, I don't know what that is." She says, "It says Jersey Company or something." Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I, um, I, I got that off eBay, and she's like, "AJ, what are you doing, spending our money?" I was like, "No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay." And I opened up. I was like, "Look, it's like the authentic, the same kind of jersey that the players wear." I got the do poops. Um, I was like, look, it's the authentic jersey, same one the players wear. How much How much do you think I spent on this? Uh, just be honest. And she's like, $85. I was like, ah. Uh. And then she looked at the price tag and it said $130. I was like, oh, oh, oh. She's like, AJ, like, what the heck? I was like, no, no, no. All right, drop $100 off of that. She's like, what do you mean? I said, I got it on eBay. It was only, a, only about $30. And so I went from being the villain to the hero based on eBay. So, so moral of the story guys check out that ebay uh you can sometimes find some jerseys for cheap i thought i lost i mean i lost the bidding war originally but then ebay emailed me the next day and said hey for your bid of it was 25 dollars was my bid on the jersey you can actually have the jersey so i was like sweet so it ended up being like 32 dollars total of shipping so uh yeah that's a great story 
shoot, turns out my wife can hear me upstairs. And so she just heard me say that story. And she doesn't want me to make her out to be the bad person. Well, but she doesn't listen to the podcast. So I'm moving on. Um, so I did Valentine's Awesome. I bought myself a jersey. But let's give Luke a shout out. So all over Twitter, it's been going on. Yeah, the um, our, our second season shirts. I know there's plenty of others, but ours have uh, arrived and people have gotten theirs. We got ours. Um, a lot of people on Twitter... Uh, I've been sharing theirs. Shout out to all you guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rich, uh, Lenny, Speed. Uh, Jared. Yeah. All you uh, guys. Yeah. That's what I got to So it's, it's cool seeing them out there. Uh, look forward to seeing one in person. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, they look good. They feel good. They're good quality. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's been fun seeing that. Um, yeah, I, think, that I think that's it for the yeah, episode. I think we did it, man. Yeah, I that think. was a super fun one. I was really happy we did that. <laughs> oh man uh, alright guys well um, thanks for listening I know you've got like nine different union podcasts to listen to nowadays but <laughs> thanks for choosing the Doobie Brothers at least once during the week and uh, we'll come to you next week we're looking uh, Matt, Matt Ralph's gonna hop on we'll give you a good union season preview and uh, it's sure to be a good episode so yeah. thanks for listening to episode 50 and we'll catch up with you next week Union Gold!